You're listening to a Sin Media Podcast. Made by young people for young people. Everybody, welcome to Sweet Talk. I'm so excited to be joined by 23-year-old Fen Lily, born in Dorset and now based in Bristol. She released her debut album On Hold in 2018 and has just released her second album, Breach, just back in September, which was featured as one of our international feature albums <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. She has joined us for a chat to dissect a few songs off that album. Welcome, Fen Lily. How are you? I'm good. There's a there's like a fly bullying me in this room. It's just chasing me around and oh. I'm trying to move, but I can't. Oh. But I'm feeling fine apart from the fly. You're having like a little bit of a vice presidential moment. You know how Mike Pence had that fly sitting on top of Oh yeah, did no one tell you I'm actually Mike Pence? <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah, 23-year-old Mike Pence. Very youthful, Mike. It's uh, great. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I had a little stalk of the Instagram and I've seen you do these sort of like bath time interview things and you did Angie McMahon just the other day and Marlon Marlon Williams a couple of weeks ago tell me about those because I think they're so fun oh it's I'm having so much fun with it I think I mean during the last few months I felt quite useless because I can't go on tour Mm -hmm. not really felt very inspired but I've been talking to probably more people than I did when we weren't in lockdown like having actual conversations on the phone and FaceTiming people Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be able to reconnect with musicians that I've met that I can't go on tour with again like I was meant to go on tour with Lucy Dacus couldn't do that Mm -hmm. and I've been wanting to hang out with her again since we last went on tour so if I'm gonna do um, FaceTime chats with my mates who are musicians anyway I might as well make it interesting for other people to watch because I also think that there's a a lack of interesting question asking in journalism generally. I personally am sick of being asked what it's like to be a woman in music and like, I don't know (laughs) what the meaning of a song is. Not that those are bad questions, but it's kind of exciting to be able to ask and answer different questions sometimes. Just don't, don't ask me now what it's like to be a woman in music. So <laughs> like my next question book. for you is what's it like to be, no, it's a, that's a lame question. I hate that question as well. Yeah. It's uh, not very creative. Talking a little bit more about the songs, when listening through, the, through your album, the song that I really, really loved and like connected with, and I don't know whether it's because it's the first song I heard because it's the first song on the album, but to be a woman was one of my favorite songs off the whole album and it I don't know it just really spoke to me I think sometimes when you read lyrics of a song as a listener you're kind of like huh that lyric makes sense and it resonates with me but I don't know why and I I, you know I just wanted to ask about it so the lyric don't be scared of me I want to know what was in your head when you wrote that down like what was going through your brains it's interesting that you pick up on that song because no one else really does. And I'm happy that you have because that song was written and recorded in the same night when I was trying to teach myself how to use GarageBand. 
didn't know what I was doing and I just had this like nice guitar thing that was kind of spooky and the version on the record is the version that I made on GarageBand we didn't add anything or change anything or re-record anything and all the lyrics were just improvised and not changed as well so I kind of just mumbled sounds and words formed and I kept those words but at the time when I was writing it I was in a relationship with a guy who was really scary and controlling Mm. which is something I hadn't experienced before and I felt myself mentally snapping all the time like because I don't know he just he made me feel so cornered and threatened that sometimes I'd be like he's asleep I could run he's asleep I could smother him with a pillow like I had all these crazy thoughts and then I was like wait maybe I'm the crazy one maybe I'm the scary person in this relationship so I guess don't be scared of me is a little bit about that a little bit like I feel squished by this person mentally and emotionally but also maybe I have the capability to hurt him also so that kind of power struggle situation track alapathy alapathy perfect perfectly said. alapathy there we go it's another one that i really liked and i liked it because i read that it was a made-up word between apathy and allopathic uh big words there that i've just said uh, <laughs> early in the morning you said them perfectly no yeah it. at 8am in the morning i'm feeling pretty proud of myself um can you tell me a little bit more about what inspired like why were you like i just need to make up this word that the right word isn't there i need to make up my own Well, I kind of assumed it was the real word because I knew that allopathic was a word. When I started writing this song, I was feeling really weird about feeling sad because Mm -hmm. I'd just finished doing a tour. Things were looking good for me. I'd like got a house by myself. I had friends. I was in a really good position life-wise, but I still felt as sad as I did when I was 15. And I didn't know why and I felt guilty about it. And the first line of the song is, uh, what's your secret for living long, doing all right, never felt so wrong. And I just remember being in this position where I was like, I feel apathetic. I feel pathetic. I feel depressed, but I also feel elated all the time. This horrible combination of things that makes me feel selfish. Mm. Um, And I started focusing on the idea that the way I feel, if I took it to a doctor, they would say, maybe take this antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication and you could feel a little bit less rubbish. And I I have tried that before and not done well on it. And I think that the Western approach to dealing with extreme emotion is to squash it. And I don't agree with it. And I know that a lot of people benefit from antidepressants, etc. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be done because I have friends that wouldn't be alive without them. But just for me, I think getting rid of the symptom of a feeling doesn't deal with the reason why you're feeling it in the first place. So I was kind of grappling with this feeling of like, I feel 
apathy about the way that allopathic medicine, i.e. Western medicine, is used or uh, misused. So you wrote the song Berlin sort of being alone and being comfortable alone and that feeling of aloneness. What is it about Berlin that makes, that made you sort of feel that way? It is romantic in a scummy way. And I'll elaborate because that sounds like an insult. I think the people are beautiful and very direct and quite rough, which I really like. There's not a lot of pretense around how people communicate with each other, which I also really like. It's not like England where someone will be like, nice dress, but actually what they mean is, I hate your dress. <laughs> it's all very straightforward and relaxed and creative. And I really like places that make me feel like I'm in a book. But it's just one of my favourite places that I've been when, when we were doing tours. And I also just really wanted to pick somewhere that wasn't completely isolated. I didn't want to just go to a cabin by myself and mm. try and survive. I wanted to live a different life for a while, surrounded by different people. Listen to the sun call It's crying Another track that I really loved and just genuinely interested to hear the story about was Blood Moon. The lyrics were sort of quite cryptic from my reading. Yeah, that's, that's also a song I wish more people asked me about. I wrote it on a day when I felt completely empty of any good feeling. I was seeing a guy at the time and he came over and spent the night and then the next day I was like, that should have made me feel better, but it really made me feel even worse and I realized at that point that I needed to stop trying to find validation and comfort in other people's company not saying that I don't need that all the time um no that's the wrong phrasing I still need people and I still need company but I don't need it to define who I am by myself anymore <laughs> Watching as I 
someone else's trees. This is a really beautiful track. Uh, the peaceful guitar and like your voice is so, you have a very pretty voice, but it sounds, you've sort of done this moment where you kind of like overlap it and harmonize with yourself for lack of a better word. I don't know. I'm not very good at describing this sort of thing. And I don't know. I just, that sort of thing is, it's almost like the hook of the song in a weird way. Like you're listening and then it like, drags you into the rest of the song you're like wow this is really really well done and really beautiful and one of the lyrics I'm not afraid to die more so to be alive I just wanted to talk about that I think that's really interesting because I feel like that's personally something that I've been thinking about a lot recently like am I scared of dying or am I more scared of being in pain like where's that and like what happens after you die I ran this like poll on my Instagram and I was like, what do we think happened? And all these people were like, oh, your spirit re, I don't know, whatever. And then other people were like, we disappear into the cosmos. I don't know, stupid BS. (laughs) But I just wanted to talk about it with you. I want to get your opinion. I was really scared of the dark when I was a kid. Mm. Um, And (laughs) no, I say that because Someone Else's Truth particularly is a song that's made up of three songs that I couldn't finish. I was really struggling to finish these three songs and one of them felt like it was becoming a little bit about um, this period where I almost, I almost died when I was like five, five or six. I just stopped breathing. Oh. And my mum found me on the stairs and I just wasn't breathing and I went to hospital and I can't remember the whole thing, but I can remember her screaming. That's all I remember from that night. I guess I was quite young. So I, yeah, it was really intense. And since that point, since that night when I stopped breathing, I became really scared of the dark. And I think it's because I had a feeling of like death being a thing. Not that Mm. I could even theoretically understand what dying was because I was barely alive, like I was five. But I think I must have just got really close to death and then been scared of it. And yeah, I was scared of the dark for a long, long time. Then I got hypnotized into not being scared of the dark, which worked. But I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because at the moment there's so much bad stuff happening. Mm. There's so much pain and also the world seems to be going in a direction I don't agree with. Like babies have phones and like (laughs) everyone's glued to some kind of addiction. Um, And I sometimes think I'm really happy that I'm not going to be around in 200 years to see what happens to this species. I'm always scared of leaving And then when I arrive I'm distracted by existences Now parallel to mine I'm not afraid to die More so to be alive I know in this and more I'm not alone My ending statement here And what I've got from you is that babies with phones, uh, the death of the world. And that's, you know, that's how we're going to die. Is that that what I'm getting from you? Okay, great. I'm glad we ended on this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where can we find you on social medias? Where can people watch the bath time videos that we've been talking about? Oh, they are on my Instagram TV, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know was a thing until I started using them. Um, I was like, what? as a tv station so they're all on there there's so many well there's not so many there's 12 at the moment and we're doing having a bit of a break and then gonna try and see how we can make it better because i was just doing it for fun but now it's become like my entire social life 
You've been listening to Sweet Talk, a Sin Media podcast from the Sunday Sweets team. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Sin Sunday Sweets. You can also tune into the full radio broadcast of this show on Sundays at 5 pm via Sin 90.7 or stream online via iHeartRadio or sin.org.au. Don't forget to subscribe for more episodes like this one. <laughs>